It's Rashad, and this is Wear Many Hats, presented by Desire, where we talk about your main gig, then we talk about your side hustle. Marv Mack is one of the kids I've actually never met when I never went to University of the Arts. He is a video producer and director, and he has worked for several companies that you may have heard of, such as The Fader, BuzzFeed, Thrillist, and Business Insider. He has a podcast called Good Ass Job, which is a pretty good ass podcast where he speaks with people that have a good ass job and discusses what they do to elevate their careers. I'm very happy to call Marv a friend of mine. Please welcome Marv to the show. Hey, Marv. Hey, what's up, bro? What's going on, man? That was a wonderful intro. I didn't know you had game like that on on, on the (laughs) intro side, man. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) Um, I try to make everyone's intro you know somewhat catered to what they do and everything that you know makes them feel like they're welcome on the show but i mean i'm not a writer but i i guess i try to be right 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 absolutely absolutely well you on the other hand yo you're do you're a man of many many hidden talents like you're a great writer you um I've been listening to the podcast. The podcast is, you know, super, super. I, I just didn't even know, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't even. Um, the podcast was something that came up out of like, honestly, like desperation. <laughs> you know what I mean, like <laughs> it was like, it was like, yo, I have some time on my hands. I need to do something, and I I feel that uh, you know, people are or creative people in, in some of these corporate environments are feeling the same things that I'm feeling. So why not try to give some game and um, kind of unravel, uh, you know, just the corporate space and, and the creative lifestyle. And that's, that's how Good Ass Job came about. Um, and the name just came from 
just, you know, going back home and, and talking to my friends and telling them what my job was. And they're like, oh, you got a good ass job. And I kind of just like ran with it. And it was <laughs> attached to like Kanye in some sense. So it's like, all right, well, this, this, you know, this just sounds good. So no, it's, it's spot on. Spot right, on. Right, right, right. But we, yeah. we, I feel like we got to talk about just like overall, like how we met, you know, I feel like that's, that's a story in, in itself. Um, I feel like I I met you um, a few times in the in the UART circle. Granted, you, you you weren't attending UARTs, but you were just like around, like you're just like UARTs gang, but you weren't even like in UARTs. <laughs> yeah, everyone thought I went to University right. of UARTs. Everyone did, and I just like sort of went with it at that point. Right, right, right. No, yeah, and and then I think I, I gotta I got I have to give you credit. Um, to some of you know, just some of the success that I, I, I've uh, I've had musically, um, because you kind of like I feel like with music in in Philly, like there's like two kind of like or there's really like three scenes, and um, I was kind of like on this like not necessarily like the the in crowd scene. I was kind of like just like on this like I made music in Philly, but I wasn't like really like kind of like known. Mm-hmm. In, in like certain like the like the cool kids crowd or whatever whatever you want to call it you know what I mean um and I came to the 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 store that you were working at at the time um Corsa nice Corsa and, um, bring it back yeah yeah and and uh I came in there to to grab some shit to I think I gripped like some a shirt or some pants or something like that and um you were like yo Marv like there's like a uh 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 like a freestyle battle or some sort of hip hop thing happening at the store. And I was like, Oh word, I'll come through later and check that out. So I came through later, um, did a freestyle, killed it, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I, I linked up with my man, uh, my man, Brandon at what scene. Mm-hmm. And then uh, from there, things just kind of started rolling and they put me on a few shows and um, I feel like that's really when people started to to catch on to what I was doing. So, like I said, I appreciate that, man. Like you just, you know, I feel like uh, great things happen from just like small little mentions like that. Like, yo, just come through and, and check it out. So I appreciate that. Oh, definitely. All the time. And I'm, wow, bring it back to the course of days and uh, what scene, what scene was legendary. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Brandon, man. Shout out to Jeff. Shout out to Shout out to Nasir. Yeah, yeah. Those dudes. What scene, man, had Hamsterdam and like? Yeah, yeah. I tell everyone uh, about their shows all the time, and like to this day, um, uh, like everyone out there, I guess knows or who knows of me. I have a friend called Desire and to this day people still keep liking the little Uzi vert posts of him rocking a bucket hat me and 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 it's all because of that what scene show that they put on for Virgil Abloh at that um right Philly warehouse and and it's kind of interesting that I'm like yeah little Uzi vert pretty much I mean even though he grew up in Francisville like he got picked up by Virgil Abloh at that show yeah that what scene put on called a hamster dam and that show was you know it was still like it's still one of the best like shows that was put on man it's it's in in philly period like just like the 
the um the set design uh you know it from top to bottom it was just a it was a uh it was a fire show i was supposed to perform i didn't get to perform that's Damn, another really all together that's uh, another story all together but you know it is what it is man you can't cry with spilled milk so you know what i mean yeah yeah i mean what other shows have you performed i mean i remember back in philly you've been putting out videos at silk city uh yeah all the other shows uh did you ever perform at the tla or yeah i did i when not I think I performed at the TLA um, when I was in a group called Music Class. Mm-hmm. That's, that's like pre um, 2016. I think that's I think that was when um, Youssef was still doing freshman. Oh, oh my God! Freshman something. Yeah, and, like uh, some type of freshman class type of situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that yeah, was picking yeah. up. That was so good. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, we I had performed there with my my squad music class. Mm-hmm. I forgot what year that was. That might have been 2014 or, or something like that. Something. But yeah, that, I, I performed at TLA. I performed at the uh, one of my favorite spots to perform at was uh, the Blockley. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, dude, um, the Blockley. The Blockley had so many amazing shows out in West Philly. Uh, they yeah. they yeah, catered yeah. to um, like Action Bronson. Right. You know, like all the big name acts today just like performed their Mr. Uh, motherfucking Esquire. Like it was, yeah, it was a. It was, it was, it was just a crazy venue. It was like right in the middle of like uh, the camp, like the and college campus. campus. Yeah. What's over there? Drexel? I think it's Drexel over there. Drexel, yeah. Like right in the middle of Drexel. The sound system was amazing. And now it's, it, they turned it into like a furniture store or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I almost shed a tear when I drove past. I was like, "Wow, man!" But yeah, you, you know, but but yeah, those those were the those were the uh, some good times, man. So, but and and then I moved to uh, to New York. We all did. Yeah, right, right, right. This episode is coming live to you guys right now from Brooklyn, New York. Right. Which is it's 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 pretty interesting. Um, we, me and Marv have a lot of good Philly friends that are up here, mostly university arts. Oh yeah, for the record, I'm a I'm a Temple University guy. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I I never knew that, bro. <laughs> I, never, I never knew that. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. It's it's pretty wild that you know, like Temple has a good rep reputation, but I'm like, yo, university arts, you know, right, all the right, way. Right. So did you go to Temple for design or? Yeah, I went to Temple for, uh, actually, I I went to Temple for uh, business marketing. Um, I was in the Fox School of Business for a couple of years, and then I couldn't handle it anymore. It was just too, oh, wow. too businessy for me. So I got out and went to advertising, and I studied art direction and advertising. Okay, wow. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Total 180. But I was still <laughs> working at Corsa, too. But I pretty much all my teachings come from Corsa being a, a buyer over there, which is pretty, pretty nuts, but there's really good, good old days, you know? Yeah. Those, those were, those were some good times, man, for sure. Like definitely. Um, but yeah, man, I like, I guess, um, yeah, I got to a point, I guess I'll just talk about like, you know, why I moved from Philly. Um, yeah, I, I guess, uh, I was, I got out of school. I graduated from UArts. 
with a traditional graphic design um, background and training. Which is interesting. I, to be honest with you, I had no idea you had a graphic design background. I always thought you did video and directing and like you are very well-spoken dude. And like, every time I, I see you, I'm like, yo, he's always working on some type of like, <laughs> like commercial, but it's like pretty interesting. I was like, I actually thought you, you were going to be like, like, you know, a mute, like still like steady with being a music. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I'm still, I'm still doing music. It's just like, you know, you grow up and you have certain responsibilities and you can't be in your mom's crib. Just <laughs> like, yo, it's, you need milk and shit like that. And not, provide, and not providing anything, right? You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, man, I, like granted, I, I still love music. I, I, I still do it. Um, I just got to the point where, well, I'll get to that later. Um, but, but just to bring it back a little bit, like I graduated from UART and had a traditional graphic design background. Granted, I, I, I didn't really like talk about it at the time. I wasn't like posting like graduation pictures and, 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 and things like that because I was really, I really didn't even see anything else besides music. Like that was all I really wanted to do. And I had got a degree and went to school for my mom. Like she was just like, you know, you need a degree. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm thankful that she did instill that in me because who knows where I would be or what would have happened or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? It, it, it worked out um, that I ended up going to school, but um, I got out and there was no work. Like there was nothing um, in Philly for just the background that I had. And I feel like uh, when I got out every, the world was kind of like in a world, in a, in a, in a weird place as far as like design and, and things like that, because no one was on the traditional print shit anymore. You know what I mean? And I, I feel like design was in this weird space where everyone was kind of, it was, it was like interactive design, but it wasn't quite titled like UX and UI yet. You know what I mean? It wasn't, it wasn't like there yet. Sure. Um, and I was just like, I don't feel like doing web design. Like, you know what I mean? Like looking at code makes me want to just like <laughs> destroy myself. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm not into that. Like, you no. know what I mean? So Definitely I was just like, man, I got to do something. Um, because I wasn't getting any work and I was tired of like designing party flyers just shooting myself like if I have to like put one more like person twerking in this corner <laughs> like you know I'm gonna fry myself so oh, yeah. so I was tired of the party flyers I was tired of the logos I was tired of all that stuff man and um uh my grandpa he had like a he was like a photography hobbyist um and he had a uh yeah like a Nikon something like a D3 or something. I forgot what it was, mm -hmm. but uh, I was like, yo, pop pop. Can I, can I like borrow your camera to, to go shoot some stuff or make some moves? He was like, yeah, go ahead. So I started shooting photography, um, you know, and I did some like concerts and stuff like that, wherever I could like, you know, just uh, get my chops and like, you know, learn to apply some of the things that I learned in traditional graphic design, like framing, composition, rhythm, things like that, um, and apply that in into the um, in the photographic sense. Yeah. So, 
Um, I did that. And then eventually uh, we shot our like, I shot the first, our first music video with, um, with music class. And it, and it was just like, I couldn't afford to pay anybody to shoot the videos that to the level that I knew I wanted them to be. So I had to learn it. So the Production first class are like the are always a big hump in every type of video. Right, 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 right. So, so yeah, I, and I shot the first video. First video was super trash. <laughs> Wouldn't even tell anybody what the song was. But uh, uh, after that, um, I got better and better. And, and it kind of like, you know, after the second one, it was pretty good. Then people were asking like, oh, who shot the video? I shot the video. Da, da, da. And then um, it kind of turned into its own company, um, which is Cyclops Club. Mm-hmm. Right. You no, know, at first, at first, I started out. I didn't know what to name myself. I was calling myself like Armut from mm-hmm. like you know, some shit I saw in the art museum or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I just can't kind of like arrived at a uh, Cyclops Club, and um, yeah, the rest- hmm? Cyclops Club. Yeah, Cyclops Club Productions, and um, the rest is really history, man. Um, so yeah, after after shooting music videos. Um, that was cool, but it got to a point where I could never quite get the budgets that I wanted, you know what I mean? Especially like working locally. And, um, I just felt like I was just burning through the money. Like it wasn't enough to like sustain any type of lifestyle. It was just like, you know, the hours didn't really equate to the, the, um, the money that I was getting. So I was like, I gotta, I gotta figure something else out. Like I can't like. You know, I can't make a living with this. So, um, and all the while I'm doing music, I'm putting out like, you know, different projects. Um, I put out Golden Band-Aids in like 2016. Um, and I was like flat broke when I put that out, but that was like a really like fulfilling, like it, it was really fulfilling to be able to like put out like a, a great project, mm-hmm. you know, a great piece of work like that um, and have people really like, you know, like it and enjoy it and yeah. bite from it and you know just like stuff like that so um i put out that and then uh what happened i was on a roll and then one night uh i came from a shoot at like i, I was coming from a shoot at like four in the morning or something like that i'm living at, in, in west philly and um uh I had to go pick up my friend from the airport in the morning. So I was like, man, I'm so tired. Like, I don't feel like bringing all this gear in the house. You know what I mean? So I, I left it in the trunk, locked it up. So like, all right, I got to wake up in two hours anyway. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I come outside um, in the morning and like all the shit in my car is like thrown around. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what's what what happened like because no window is broken like i know i locked the car up it locks automatically too so what happened and then um i see that like the door is like bent a little bit you know what i mean like on the on the on the driver's side so somebody had something where they like slipped in yeah popped it so i didn't think anything of it at the time so i was like all right let me just go pull off to go get my friend from the airport Mm-hmm. I pull off and then I stop like wait let me check the trunk because I had like all my gear in the trunk yeah 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 I get to the trunk 
all my gear is gone. I'm talking about like $8,000 worth of equipment gone. I'm like, oh my God. Like I like dropped to my knees. Like I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Because at the time, this is, this is, this is how I'm making a living. This is how I'm eating. This is how I'm paying rent. This is how I'm doing all these things. So I'm like, damn, I don't have any moves to make right now. You know what I mean? So, um, but everything happens for a reason, man. And, uh, after that, I kind of had to like just readjust and uh, really sit down and think about where I wanted to go and, and what I wanted to do. And at the time, my girl um, Blair was was uh, living in New York, so I was like, "All right, I need to figure this out." Um, so I sat down, took all the work that I had, uh, created a reel, just so I could like promote myself and like show people what I've done. Because um, yeah, yeah. because at before that point, it was all kind of just scattered around like music video here, music video here, maybe a PSA here, some nonprofit work here. Da, da, da. It wasn't really like organized. Yeah, you, know? you got to start like that. You know, sometimes you have to like, right. you got to be very um, all over the place with your work. You can't just be like pinpointing down to one specific thing, unfortunately, right. you know? Right, right. Yeah, right. I mean, I've... I'm the same way. I do a bunch of nonprofit work. And even though I do enjoy it, it's not necessarily what I want my main, you know, focus to be on. But mm -hmm. I, yeah, I totally, I totally understand. You have to do it all. Yeah. I, I just had to, you know, promote myself. Um, and, you know, it's great. Everything, everything kind of arrived from just my passion to create music. Like yeah. I would have never shot a music video unless I needed one. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like I oh, yeah, definitely. wasn't on that. I was like, I everything was fueled by what I wanted to do musically. Yeah. And it's kinda it's kinda crazy how how it all worked out. But um, but yeah, my my uh my manager at the time um on the music side, she was like, Yo, you need to make a reel. So I made a reel, um, sent it out, didn't really get anything back at first. And then I was like, okay, I just need to get out of this music realm entirely for a little mm -hmm. bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. At least in a sense where um, I can make some money. So I started like filling out applications and um, I came across this place called Campus Philly. Mm -hmm. and, um, I sent the creative director an email like, hey, how's it going? Just a little something about myself. I've been working in video and graphic design for five years. Da 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 da. Yeah, yeah. Just like a simple like email cover letter. Mm -hmm. And also was like, hey man, I checked out your website. Fire. Mm -hmm. Like I love this particular piece. And it was mm -hmm. like, oh, what's up, man? You know. So we started talking. Uh, bought me in for an interview. Um, showed them my, you know, some of my graphic design work. They were looking for like graphic design mm -hmm. and uh web design yeah and the fact that i did video was just like the cherry on on you know on a cake like you know what I mean? it was just like extra like, oh we could get video too so um so you're basically all versatile you know and you just everything under the hood yeah yeah pretty much and um they brought me on so i got a part-time job with them which was cool hmm. um because it, it gave me it gave me um it gave me a little bit of money and it gave me more time to be creative as well. You know what I mean? So it was like, it was, it was, that was a really, that was a really uh, 
great place to work. I mean, I hated it was it was like downtown. So I hated having to like dress up in a button down shirt. Oh, it was one of those. It was like one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I really I wasn't digging that. but It's like, you know, whatever, (laughs) like I'm getting some bread right now and I could put it towards like videos that I want to create. So, yeah. uh, Around that time, I I, uh, I shot. I was able to shoot uh, a video called "How," where we like kind of like uh, rented out Silk City, and I shot a video like in Silk City and a few other places. Yeah, uh, shout out to Silk City. Yeah. Best food. Shout out to Silk City. Best food. Oh, and shout all, out to- all the parties, I- yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Silk City is where it's at, man. I don't know how it is now. I don't know what's going on there now, but shout out to uh, Joey. That's the homie. Joey's um, the homie, yeah. yeah. It's kind of interesting that, you know, we used to, you know, and my old roommate, Sadiq, used to work there. And, like, it's just, like, oh, like Philly staple, basically all family there. But, you know, Silk City has grown so much. And it's kind of interesting that Diplo put out that Silk City track with uh, Mark uh, Ronson. I didn't hear that. It, it came out a couple years ago, but it was interesting. It's like, you know, and they, the cover art is basically the diner. And oh, wow. like, no shout outs to Silk City by any means. They just, it's like they a just whole different it. thing. Yeah, but wow. yeah, when you when you did that video there. It's just, oh, yeah, it, it was, it was, that was a crazy situation too, man. Like just the things that I had to go through. Yeah. To make some of these videos. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Like for, for that particular video, there was a guy who was the manager. Um, weirdly enough, like I heard like he died. Um, I don't know from what. <laughs> I think Joey told me he passed though. Um, but crazy enough, like I talk to the dude, I go to Silk City, I spot the location, I block it out, um, take pictures. Um, or whatever, talk to the, talk to the manager, say, Hey, you know, um, I'm looking to shoot a, shoot a video here. I have this many followers that could be a good look for Silk City. Um, and he's like, yeah, sure. We could shoot it on like Martin Luther King day or whatever. There's nobody they opened. I think they opened later. So we had to be there like super early, like seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, I get, the entire like cast and crew together, paid for the crew, paid for the camera gear, da da da. And the night before, um, dude is like, we can't shoot the video tomorrow. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, bro, you don't understand oh, like the level know. of production. Like, you don't understand like things have been um, planned for weeks and months. Like, you know what I mean? You can't just like cancel something the night before. That's not how it goes. So like, I like, pull up on them like <laughs> I'm like yo I gotta like drive over there and talk to you bro because I'm about to lose some serious bread off of like you just being like I guess I do it I don't know what you were but yeah yeah I, I wasn't feeling it Oof. so I go up there I knock on the door um and granted I got like two of my homies just like <laughs> Yeah, we got to take him down. I'm just like, yo, it's uh, such and such day. And like, uh, no, no, he's not here right now. But I could see him. I'm like, bro, I'm calling him. I'm like, bro, listen, we cannot cancel the shoot tomorrow. Yeah, no. Somehow, 
I forgot the exact details, but somehow it got smoothed over. And uh, we were initially set for um, four hours mm-hmm. at Silk City. We ended up only getting an hour to shoot. So just like stuff like that, like people don't even know, like happens and you just have to like roll with the punches and then yeah, definitely not be you like, it's crazy because like you should, you have every right to be like super upset and want to hit somebody and punch mm-hmm. something and do this and do that. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, you can't, you know what I mean? So that's, that's, those are those were like some of the frustrations I I, I was feeling, man. And I, I feel like um, when um, music is all you have sometimes, like, and it's do or die. In those situations, things can really go left because you really feel like this person is killing you. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, like yeah, this person is like taking food out your mouth. So I feel like it was getting to a it was getting to a point musically in Philly where where. Uh, I was feeling like that. Like I was putting my all in the stuff and I wasn't really like getting the energy back that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And it was all I had. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm becoming somebody that I'm, I'm not really like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm at a point where the smallest things are really irritating me and I'm really just ready to go up people's neck for something I should probably just sit and breathe about. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, of course. So, so it was really, it was, it was, it's crazy how everything like came together and, some was just like, "Yo, man, you you need to get out of here." And the the me losing my camera gear situation was really like what pushed me to really like get out. And Blair being in New York really like pushed me to to get out. So, um, because a lot of things were building up, man. Like I was I was at a breaking point. Like, yo, I cannot. I don't know what's going to happen. There. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, thankfully enough, like while I was working at um, Campus Philly, um, I had put in an application at BuzzFeed and uh, got in touch with the digital marketer there, whatever, like directly through emails. Just, I just figured out her email or whatever. And then um, uh, I sent them my reel and they asked me to come in for an interview. I came in for an interview. They didn't hire me for the initial position that I applied for. Oh, sweet. But, but they like still still wanted you. Yeah, like it was weird. It was weird because the person I had initially talked to, she, um, I guess just didn't think I was good for the job or whatever the case may be. But I had talked to like three other people while I was there. And um, one, one or two people like really like got a sense for who I was and like, you know, my skill set. And then on top of that, they gave me like a uh, an assignment to do. And I really killed the assignment. And that's when they were like, it's weird. Cause I don't th- like, I don't think I ever really do well in interviews. Like- No, me either. I'm trash. Like, yeah, people like, granted I get all my points across, but I guess something that I'm giving off in the interview, people are like, I don't know if I could trust this dude. Or <laughs> like, I, I don't know, like, you know what I mean? Dang. But um, Dang. when they give me, when they give me, the assignments and they see, oh, this dude really knows what he's doing. Oh, of course. So like, okay, yeah, let's bring him in to do this. Let's bring him in and do that. Yeah. Um, I wish it wasn't like that. No. I don't know why it's like that, but that's just how it's been. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, 
So I got hired at BuzzFeed after doing the assignment. Um, worked there. Their their workload is crazy, man. I was I was in there. I would I would wake up at eight, get to work at eight, and um, leave out sometimes three nights out of the week at like three a.m. just to like get certain certain projects in, Damn. you know, because you gotta like on top of like um, producing and publishing mm-hmm. like sometimes two videos a week. You're mm-hmm. also assisting on other shoots. So other producers may have other shoots where you are the camera operator or you're the sound operator or, you know, you're just doing other things. So the 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 New, the New York pace is crazy, man. And just the amount of work that uh, people expect you to do. Oh, it's insane. It's yeah. so crazy right now. Like it's, it's kind of insane because they turn it up like way too much. Like, the Philly workload versus like Los Angeles and New York, it's it's kind of unbelievable that New York pretty much just like drills you to the ground. But then yeah. after like a couple of years of getting used to it, you you pretty much am it, like and like you're pretty much able to find your G just to find you know how you break everything down and pretty much go straight to it. But I totally I totally hear you, man. Let me ask you a question, like how, because I'm still trying to adjust to the New York flow. Like, you know what I mean? Like me, I enjoy being creative. Like I enjoy like working on my own projects. Like since I moved here, it's been extremely hard to like still have that creative outlet because it's like work all the time. You know what I mean? It's like nonstop. So how have you adjusted to like, how have you acclimated to, um, New York and like what were some things that you did to like kind of like get in your groove to get in my groove basically I was able to you know take on all these jobs and all this work only because I kind of did it mostly for my mental health Mm. so I pretty much would you know have all my creative outlets as my side gig you know, um, I would work in, you know, video production, photo production, work in all these video photo studios. That would be my main gig. But then my side gig, I'd also hustle by like, you know, working like in the food industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd also have my my main gig, which is, you know, rocking with Desire and producing other people's, you know, merch and just like the brand's own you know, collection, but how I break it all down is I, I, I just like schedule it, like pretty much, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, what do I feel like doing today? You know? Mm -hmm. Um, But it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of time. And um, I don't recommend it to anyone. It's only, you know, with like a specific person that can like handle all the, like all the workload, but I, pretty much now these days I you know break it into what I feel like doing today like today all I'm doing is work on the podcast and you know yesterday I was basically working on the podcast but all last week I was working on 
uh, freelancing for other companies, but it's, okay. it, it's definitely a lifelong lesson to learn. Right, <laughs> right for sure. Yeah, I feel, I feel like, um, like I've been enjoying freelancing um, for a little bit now, only like for a couple of months now, but uh, it's, it's, um, it's freeing in the fact that like, you get more than you would at a, at a nine to five, but mm-hmm. you also have to like understand, okay, this is how much I need to put off to the side for taxes. This is how much my expenses are per month and yeah. then figure out like how much you really need to charge. Not and a lot then- of people. Yeah, exactly. Not a lot of people know that. I also, you know, when I first out of college, I freelanced first before getting mm-hmm. into a nine to five. Mm. Freelance for a couple of years first. And then I dived right into nine to five, but that's completely backwards. Yeah, really, really. I mean, and, and even then, like when you first, like when I was freelancing, doing music videos and whatever I could get my hands on, mm-hmm. it was never enough to pay rent. Like, you know what I mean? It was not. So, oh, I've been there. So I was just like, I was just like living in my people's crib, but I wasn't thinking about, okay, how much do I need to charge to pay rent? You know what I mean? Because yeah. I didn't have to pay it. So those were never things that I really thought about. All I was thinking about was like, okay, you know, this is just some pocket change that I need for the time being, or this is what I might need to, you know, 200, 500, 600 there to go buy some gear or whatever the case may be. I was never yeah. really thinking in a, in a uh, you know, a certified business sense. And now it's like with the way rent is in New York, you absolutely have to like be on point business wise and like get all your expenses together and understand, okay, this is like how much I can charge. This is the breaking point for a client where they, you know, you can't charge them that, although you would like to, but most likely you won't get that. So you, it's, it's, it's a lot of like massaging and finessing and, and, and figuring it out for sure. Yeah, I mean, but once you get the hang of it, you're there. You just need to know how much you're worth, you know, you need to know like the time you're putting in, it it's it takes years to like understand it, but right. Everyone right. gets there. Everyone right. gets there. Right. You know, yeah, so, like, uh. I, no, it's just like I think that, you know, it's great that you figured out all the kinks that you needed to do within the industry you still want to work is the main goal of music still, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the main goal is definitely still music. Of course. Uh, of course. You know, not a lot of people know this, but me as well, I, I've always wanted to be a musician, even mm. out of like, like I never wanted to go to college. I was a, like, I basically was almost a high school dropout never wanted to go to college whatsoever. Um, but I always wanted to be a musician and mm. finally that day is almost there, but I, I still want to just always do it for the music. So I'm glad that you right. still have music set straight. I up. do. I do. I think it's, I think it's, it's shifted. Right. I think, um, like I said, it's not, it's not do or die anymore. Yeah. Uh, but, um, it's always been a driving force in, in whatever I've done creatively. You know what I mean? And um, I think now it's more so I feel I have the leisure yeah, yeah, to yeah. create the type of music that I want to create and not have to like 
feel like I'm in the rat race in a sense. Yeah. No. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't. You want to take your like, time? Yeah, I'm taking my time, right and there. I'm not like I need a record deal. Like yeah. that's not where I'm at. You no. know what I mean? So it's like I could really take my time, really put out what I want to put out. And granted, I might not have the same level of um, concentration that I would like mm -hmm. because I have to pay bills and do other things and like, you know, uh, keep a roof over my head. But um, it is nice just being to create music to create music and not necessarily be in a space where it's all that I have. You know what I mean? I feel like it, it comes out better that way i wouldn't i can't say i can't say better it just comes out different yeah um, but i'm happy with the with the things that i'm making and um i actually uh have a project that i'm putting out uh december 22nd so it's kind of kind of like my next album um well it's a follow-up from golden band-aids that i released in 2016 mm -hmm. and um I put out like a few yeah. other things in oh, between yeah. it. Yeah, it's been a minute, man. <laughs> like it's I put out a few things in between that, like singles, just to kind of get like a feel for the market and get a feel for like what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like this this one is is really uh, uh a good body of, of work. And for the longest time, man, it's it's like every every time that I dropped the video, I was about to release a project, but just mm -hmm. shit just happened, whether it's life. You know, the first time, like, it's like I, I moved to New York. Now yeah. I have to, like, rebuild the way I record. I'm not around the same people. I'm not around the same, you know, it's not the same, um, uh, you know, I don't even know the word. It's just not the same same habitat. I don't have the same infrastructure. So I have to find new ways to record. I got to set yeah. up a studio in my house or I got to find out who to engineer. Cause so, I you, um, so you recorded the record in your house? Yeah, 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 yep. I recorded most of this um this project in my house. And um yeah, man, just 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 acclimating to New York, man, not having as much time to work on certain things. Mm -hmm. Um so that's that's really what it's been. And I and this 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 project is called Marvelous, and it's more so it's about Marvelous is just like a state of being. So um this album is kind of talking about just all the things that I endured and, and had to deal with, with my transition from uh, Philly to New York. And, nice. you know, just the, the workload, the, the state of mind, the way that I was feeling when I left, um, all those things in, in this, uh, this project called Marvelous. So Gross. I'm excited about that. And um, I've been just trying to think of how to roll it out. And what I'm going to do is, uh, next week i'm going to break it up in three eps mm -hmm. so next week i'll release like um a quarter of it and then um the following week i'll release another quarter of it and then by the 22nd you'll get the entire thing on um, yeah Spotify. so so yeah i'm excited about it man you know awesome dude that's great that's great and i'm hella excited that you were able to share what on the podcast the whole rollout of Marvelous here coming soon, which is pretty great. I'm so excited. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. But no, I was like, I, I'm going to ask you some questions, man. I want to uh, like, so, um, I mean, you, talk, you talked about it. how, uh, 
you're like freelancing and um, you find time to still work on Dessar. Dessar is one of my favorite brands ever, man. And I appreciate, you know, you just blessing me over the years so <laughs> many times. Like, I really, I really do. Um, Thank you. But- Thank you. I mean, also, like, I don't even, I'm trying to think when's the last time I saw you. And the last time I saw you was basically last year um, when I threw a show in Soho. Yeah. With the release of uh, our collaboration with um, Type Legends uh, Commercial Type, which right. is pretty cool. Uh, that was a dope spot too, man. That was cool. That was crazy. That was crazy. Legendary. Dude, thank you. So ho, I, like got Bowery out of the way. Uh, it, yeah, amazing. You've actually, you've been a great, great like, like supporter over the years I, I forgot that you also came to the bowery show when i collaborated with yeah. ray yeah 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 i yeah. didn't we didn't we uh didn't we spend like wasn't one of your shows on new year's yeah yeah that was the um that was the yeah. ray bk show with um dj cool herc yeah 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 that was crazy that was wild yeah yeah it's very yeah, um, some years together man for sure yeah, and those were, it's interesting. I mean, Philly made me, so I incorporate Philly in literally all of my collaborations. So, I mean, how I'm able to keep up with the Desar work, it's interesting. It's, I, I try not to neglect it, but it is definitely a child of mine. And I, um, you know, I try to incorporate Desar with everything I can. So this podcast is presented by Desar and, you know, who knows if it ever gets picked up one day, like you got to take Desar with us, you know, it's like, it's like the whole thing, you get the whole package, but I, Desar transitioned from being like just a streetwear label to now being, you know, a visual production company. We produce a bunch of, you know, merchandise for, or whatever you need for, you know, bands, brands and musicians. And, we do all the rollouts and stuff. And yeah, so pretty much Desar has completely changed over time since 2012 when we created it. But, you know, I I do try to incorporate it with everything I do. So, I mean, it's kind of interesting people on the street, like they're like, oh yeah, what's up Desar? And I'm like, it's kind of interesting. It's like almost like if it's my rap name or like street art name or anything like that. And right, right, right. You know, it's like speaking of the TLA, it's it's kind of interesting. Did you see Tierra Wax? Uh, uh, she put out something for Apple Music, and and she had a photo, like Instagrammed out front of the TLA. And I still to this day like hit myself in the head when uh, someone from Tierra Wax camp asked me if you know you wanted to throw in any like desire merch or anything like that when mm-hmm. she opened up for Flying Lotus, and I was like. No, I'm good. Oh, and, wow. and that was like, that was a couple of years ago and I still hit myself on the head. Wow. Yeah. Wow. No, I knew, uh, I knew Tierra was going to blow, man. I knew it very, very <laughs> early on. Um, yeah, she, she used to always like come to some of the shows um, and stuff like that. Till this day, I wish I, I had gotten um, a track with her because very interesting story. Like, we used to always see each other. Like we kind of had like similar styles a little bit in regards to like um, just music and just like kind of like branding. Like, you know, like she was doing the wag thing. I'm doing like the Chevron thing. You know what I mean? Um, so we kind of like connected like, ah, I see you. Like, okay, we, yeah. we're here. 
Um, so a few times I you know, we had crossed paths and she was like, um, we were like, yo, we should work together, do something together. So I sent her a few tracks and it just never happened. It just like never worked out. But like, I still wish I had a Tierra Whack track to be, to be honest. But um, nah, man, early on, I knew she was, I knew she was going to be, be big. Like she, you know, she, she had the look locked in. She had the sound locked in. Like everything was locked in. It was just about like, you know, the right management or the right like team presenting her to whatever, whatever record label, you know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's pretty much all it was. And I, I feel like, um, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of talented people in Philly. It's just, um, yeah, Philly is a Mecca, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird though. It's, it's like, um, there's no infrastructure. There's no music in- infrastructure. So you can do whatever you, you, you want. Have to, it, yes. It's like, it, like you could be grinding forever. Mm-hmm. Like, and you know, be coming out with the, the hottest music that's like ahead of its time and, and just never, um, get your break. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. I think, um, there, are, there are some people who are like very connected to to the music industry um in philly i just don't know who they are or you know they're super low-key or they're out in the northeast somewhere you know what i mean but um i haven't yeah Yeah, the northeast has some hidden hidden talents man yeah 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 hidden talent like production and everything right and they they're not necessarily out at the shows or you know in the in the streets so it's like you it's very hard to get connected with them. So yeah. I feel like, um, uh, yeah, T- Tierra lucked up. Um, she got connected with some good people and, and they, and they made it happen. But, um, yeah, there's, there's a ton of, ton of, ton of talented people in Philly. It's just about having a right management or PR or just those different like industry entities oh, that yeah. can take you to the next level that, that oh, yeah. Philly is really lacking. You know what I mean? So New York has Gianni Lee now. Mm-hmm. you know all my yeah. friends from new york like we all talk about gianni and his artwork and we love his artwork mm-hmm. you know um, he also used to be hanging out at corso all the time mm-hmm. long cartel was you know one of the greatest you know clothing things yeah, to come out of you know philly as well and it's just an animal house and you oh, know animal house Damn. animal house had the greatest parties too it, it's yeah. kind of interesting you know like philly yeah you know, has a lot of potential, tons of potential. Right. Why, why do you feel, I mean, why do you feel that, um, you know, all these great brands and artists um, are in Philly, but never really quite get the, uh, the critical acclaim or. You need to branch out. I think you need to, you need to be in a, like, not saying that Philly is a, isn't a major city, but you need to have your talents like looked out elsewhere as mm-hmm. well. You know, um, I didn't really know my full potential until I moved to New York. I did as much as I could in Philly right? to, um, to get it to where it has to be. I mean, shout out to, you know, you know, Saeed Ferguson for doing all cap studio and he's got the world now looking primarily at his stuff but he's still remaining in philly but that's all the growth that he's just been bringing to the table in philadelphia um mm. keeping it super low key and then just like running with the punches but i tried to do that i did do that 
but I could only do it for so much, you know? Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that I I had a studio in Philly that I kept up for three years and I shared it with a pretty well-known art director who's also living in Bed-Stuy as well. Oh, wow. um, yeah, we don't have that studio anymore, but you know, that studio was just where I came up with all of my previous collections and, but it just never saw its potential until I moved it into New York City and like right. doing the whole collaborations with Ray BK and commercial type that's when I knew like oh I have to be in either Philly or Los Angeles that's why I go out mm-hmm. to Los Angeles every year for production and you know and I do all, all my production now in New York City and mm. it's it's interesting like Philly like I still love Philly you know I want to buy a house out in Philly one day I right. like I still want it to be where I'm based at but it's still yeah it's hard it's a love-hate relationship, bro. It's a love-hate like, relationship. That love. Yeah, I love it here so much, but yeah, I can't really make money. <laughs> exactly. I mean? Exactly. I, I say that all the time. Yeah. Me and my friend the other day, we were talking about, she was like, I think Philly's like now the move, right? With uh, Within all this. And I'm like, It's been yeah, the move but- for like 10 like 30 years for like exactly like, exactly it's about the blow it's about the blow <laughs> it's about the blow and it just always stay there it's it stays there for like 30, it's been yeah. there for like 30 years bro. yeah 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 you know before like when you were talking about like getting all the production costs for video like i also was trying to shoot a, like a like a food show out in, in new york and i didn't have the production costs until like when i started doing all these like new collaborations and just like grinding out now i'm like finally able to do that and now i want to keep all those like videos and ideas in my head going and it's just like i don't think i would have ever been able to do that back in philly but mm. you know um by any chance do you have any other you know side hustles that you're doing on that we have no idea about you you do the video you're a musician what else does marv got to offer I mean, besides the, the podcast, um, and the podcast is great, by the way, you, like all the, inter- all the interviews that you had so far from people over at Twitch, it's, it's very informative. It's, it's very, no, you know, yeah, I want to, I, I want to keep, keep it up. It's just been hard to, um, it's been hard to do the freelance and, uh, produce the podcast at the level in which I want to create it of course Um, it's the hardest thing yeah and just just the time that it takes to edit that um i've been finding i need to like uh pull it back a little bit um because it's just taking it just takes way too long um and it's it's hard for someone else to uh and to to do like it like if i wanted to hand it off to someone, i couldn't because it's just too it's 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 too, it's very, it's, it's very highly produced. Right. So, yeah. um, and it's, and it's that way because the model that I, I built it off of was from like Gimlet media. So, mm-hmm. uh, like I was like trying to emulate like startup, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, um, they have like an entire team of yeah. individuals, like, you know, executive producers, producers, associate producers, like they have like an entire staff, for one podcast, you know what I mean? So, yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, I think moving forward, um, I'm going to pull it back a little bit and not 
and you know just not be so delicate with it yeah pull it pull it back like in not in the sense of like i mean i i haven't been able to put out an episode in a while but i think um i'm just going to pull it back quality wise and not necessarily like going to like you know let's put music in here and all the crazy transitions because it's very hard to like keep up um and i think moving forward it's just going to be like conversations um without as much editing because i feel like i could put that out consistently and not be you know too uh distracted from distracted with the freelance work that i'm doing because right now it's like all right you see the podcast or freelance and it's like i need to do both <laughs> you know what i mean to survive so um so yeah moving forward it's, it's just going to be a little bit more uh gritty in a gritty. sense <laughs> you know um definitely but yeah I, other than the podcast uh just um yeah, anything video, man. I've just I've just been on, so I've been doing a lot more like branded content, um, doing stuff with Business Insider, um, doing stuff with um, just just brands, mm-hmm. um, and that's really all I'm doing right now. I'm nice. like doing like cover art and art direct art direction for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another hustle. I've been like. So you're all under the umbrella of the art world, basically. Yeah, all all under the uh, the Cyclops Club umbrella, like creative direction um, umbrella. Uh, I really want to get into um, to uh, production, like music, like composition, but I feel like I just don't have the patience for it at this point in my life. <laughs> you know what A I mean? lot of like, patience. Yeah, like I as much, and I think you know when you when you're creative you have to get to a point where you realize the things you really don't need to spend more time on you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like for me like I kind of always like stayed away from like 3D and like cinema 4D Mm -hmm. just because I feel like if I get to that level like things become too straight on in a sense Mm -hmm. like two on the button and I don't really, I won't really like think of ways to like make this more like abstract or make it more, you know, just work around certain problems that I face. You know what I mean? I feel oh, like, I feel like when you, if I, if I knew 3D, I would just go sh- straight to what I wanted to create. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not necessarily discover things from different problems that I faced. You know what I mean? Or, or workarounds, if that makes sense. I yeah, don't know. But um, but yeah, that's how I feel about production. It's like, yo, I know how to record myself. I know how to engineer. I know how to, to do all those things. But like, I feel like production is just like, it would be nice to know. Oh, shit. give me one second, sorry. Why didn't I have this on silent? All right. You got me? Yeah, no, I got you. Or am I am I frozen? Or yeah, you are frozen. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, give me one second. Sorry. Yeah, that was that was my uh my student loans calling me up. Trying to get the, <laughs> trying to get that money before Biden does that 10k, you know. Yeah, right? 10K no. Take away. Oh god. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yo, do you have anything you want to plug? Any um, 
your social media handles or anything you got going? Oh uh, yeah, check out my website, um, cyclopsclub.com. Um, check out my SoundCloud, mm-hmm. which is Marv Mac. Uh, my Spotify, which is Marv Mac. Marv Mac on every platform: Instagram, Twitter, um, SoundCloud, Spotify, um, all that. And um, anything else? No, that's that's about it. That's um, awesome. That's awesome. So, how we end up the podcast is. If you were to get a chest tattoo quote in old English, what would your phrase be? A, <laughs> a tattoo. It could be quote. inspirational. It could be funny. I feel like my thoughts are too scattered, man. It'd be something reckless. Like it would have to mean something and nothing at the same time. I don't know. Like it would, I don't know. I'd probably get like the word Doja Cat. <laughs> 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 like on my chest or something. I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I I I really nice. cool. do not know. Yeah, I, I, probably uh probably be um uh not lost but not found. I don't know something something. That's great. Like that. No, that's good. But yeah, it's, that's it's, that's two ideas that you know that you would never get. You know, but right, you, right, right, for sure, right. dude. Yeah. Thank you so much, Mark, for being on the podcast. Hey, thank you for having me, bro. I appreciate it, man. I, 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 uh, you know, I feel like we've known each other for some years, man, and it's great to see how you've grown. Um, and and you know, you always been a an inspiration to me creatively. Just like you know, all the the things that you put out, the the brand, the SAR. Um, I've always been like, yo, dude, is super tight, man. So I pre- I appreciate you having me. Dude, thank you so much. And you as well, you're an inspiration to me, man. Thank you so much. Dude, till next time, this is Wear Many Hats with your host, Rashad, presented by Desar. We out.